This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. (laughs) This, for those who may have forgotten, is what the inside of a pub sounds like. And this is Heathrow Airport's departure lounge. All passengers, including those visiting countries exempt from self-isolation requirements, are reminded to complete the government's passenger locator form before entering the UK. Both recorded on the morning the lockdown restrictions were lifted just that little bit further. One million pub and restaurant staff are now back from furlough to cater for an expected onrush of customers heading back to the bar. Now you can drink inside again. And there's museums, cinemas, theatres... After so long in lockdown, the choice of what to do first in a city like London, let alone next, is vast. So for the podcast, we've brought together some of the Evening Standard's top team to give their advice. Arts editor Nancy Durrance here, so is Reveler editor David Ellis, insider editor Susanna Ramsdale, and our consumer business editor Jonathan Prince. So Nancy, if I could start with you, I don't know about you, but I feel a bit overwhelmed by all the things I can suddenly do now. Well, to be honest, I mean, you're not wrong. It is pretty overwhelming. You know, after a year of kind of scraping the barrel, I feel like now suddenly the barrel is full to overflowing and it might be rolling down the hill. We're just a bit like, oh, my God, there is so much. But that's, I mean, that's just super exciting is that, you know, the fact that people are ready and ready to hit the ground running. There's just, it couldn't be more thrilling, really. I wonder how the venues themselves are going to react because obviously everything's opening all at once. So they're going to need to be the ones shouting loudest to get people in, aren't they? They're going to need to work really hard to be make us your first choice for, for when London reopens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think in order to encourage people back in and crucially to make money out of them, opening half an hour before the show and selling you know crap wine at high prices just is not going to cut it anymore so venues are going to start thinking about how they can be used throughout the day so a really good example I mean a very expensive and kind of quite extreme example would be the newly refurbished theatre Royal Drury Lane which is one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's theatres what they're trying to do with that is they're just they're trying to make it somewhere that people will go all day 
and stay for the show. So they're going to be have a beautiful bar, they've got a restaurant, they're going to do afternoon tea, they're going to do cocktails, they've put in 55 women's toilets, which is literally the most exciting thing I've ever heard. You know, 20 wheelchair spaces, you know, they, they what, what they're trying to do is just turn themselves into a, a place to be, you know, with a nice little theatre attached, if you like, you know, thinking about the V&A, but... Um, so I think there will be that. And then I think also another thing that venues will probably do is is think about what they've got and what they can utilise. So a lot of theatres, again, as an example, have these sort of beautiful rooms that they use for kind of corporate entertaining or pr- for, for having the press in for drinks in the interval. But the rest of the time, they're completely empty. You could use those spaces for chamber concerts or jazz gigs during the day and make a bit of money and get people in and charge on the bar and just, you know, start actually just using... This is central London, you know, space is at a premium. So why are they not using it? So I think people are just going to be a bit more like we've got assets we need to stop wasting them if i could bring david ellison here our reveler editor david it's not just about the theaters it's our bars it's our restaurants it's everything it's the whole of london starting to reopen again you have a huge amount of choice of where you're going to go what reviews you're going to do do you feel overwhelmed by it I feel delighted. The city is about to be cooking on gas, quite literally. There are so many new openings as uh, operators take advantage of sort of slightly wayward rent conditions. Um, there are places that have just been desperate to come back for so long now. And this alfresco dining that we've had has really helped places get back up to full strength. There are pubs and restaurants across uh, London who've said you know, off the record, these three weeks, we were just trying to get back into the groove. And now we're really ready to go to crack on and to welcome people back. I mean, for a lot of people who work in hospitality, it's their lives. They really do love what they do. And this is an opportunity for them to get out there to shine and to remind us all why we missed it so much. And David, and not in any kind of a frivolous way, it's your life too. This is your job and being able to get back inside a bar, soak up that atmosphere. That's going to be brilliant for you, surely. Yeah, it's wonderful. I think there anyone who works in any sort of realm outside hospitality or people like myself writes about it, that's where you get your kicks. And to have had a year where you can't go out for lunch and supper has been kind of strange. And as much as I think the terraces have been brilliant at places, I don't particularly want rain in my martini, so I'm quite pleased to be getting back inside Uh, Because when a restaurant's really going, there's a hum and a buzz and you feel like you're in the right place at the right time. And when everything happens like that and that sort of air starts to vibrate and you can see people having an amazing time, it's a a feeling that for someone like me can't be beaten. And Susanna, how are you feeling about all of this? Not just London opening up, but, you know, little parts of the world as well. We can get out. We can go and see the world outside of London, outside of our houses for the first time in months. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't know about you, but travel's the thing that kind of keeps me going when you're having a rough week at work, when you're stressed, whatever. It's just always something to look forward to. And we've been so spoiled. I mean... You know, before last year, you could book a last minute flight on a Friday morning to leave Friday afternoon to go to Prague, Budapest, you know, a little city break. So actually, I found it quite stifling. I did get away last summer to Italy when things were open in that brief break between lockdowns. But since then, yeah, I'm chomping at it. The green list was obviously a bit slimmer than a lot of people had hoped. 
Australia and New Zealand are on there. I don't think they want us in the country. You know, their borders are firmly shut, so that's kind of useless. But Portugal is a great one for people to be able to go to. And then, you know, they're going to review it every three weeks. So hopefully some of the favourites, the Spains, the Italy's, France, and there's talk about lots of Caribbean islands um, appearing on the list next time so yeah the world is opening again and it kind of just feels a bit more hopeful a bit brighter and like we might actually have a brilliant summer Jonathan is all of this too late has the damage been done to the economy or can we recover from from what has been a terrible time for all of our industries over the last year I, I mean, everything I'm picking up, and this echoes uh, what, what David and, and Susanna and Nancy have said, I mean, there is a massive amount of energy boiling away and, and ready to be released. And you just got to look at uh, look at your inbox just to get a, a flavour of, of how much stuff is, is coming down the track for reopenings and um, launches and of all, of all descriptions across many different sectors. Um, I, I think that, you know, it is a characteristic of London that it, it gets knocked down, but it, it gets back up again. And it, it is absolutely full of innovation and energy and, and resilience and, and people trying to do all sorts of, you know, weird and crazy things. And there have been, you know, the fact there are a few empty premises and the rents are slightly more generous um, will make it easier for some new entrants to, to get going again. And, and reinvent the city all over again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite optimistic about London. Um, and I, I think we'll see a, a very, very busy summer. Uh, there'll be a lot of people in London, I'm sure of that, people that can't get away, uh, people having staycations in London. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really, really great summer. One of the other advantages for me is that sometimes I kind of feel a bit guilty about spending what has been quite a lot of money on things like theatre tickets. You know, that's money that could go on, on, on something else. But this time I get to buy a theatre ticket for my country, don't I? It's my patriotic duty to head out there and go and see some great theatre. It absolutely is. Buy tickets. Your city needs you. Londoners are going to save London. We need people to go um, into town, buy tickets, um, see, you know, go to galleries, uh, buy coffees you know eat cake like whatever it is these these are the things you know the london you're not going to get the london that you love back if you don't go into it and help it to recover so actually you know buy those theater tickets that you've been putting off um i'm hoping that some people the lucky ones you know the ones who've still got their jobs and who are still doing okay have saved a bit of money maybe they can maybe they can spend a little bit of it on theater tickets and then eventually Slowly but surely, we, we will get back to, to the kind of incredibly exciting um, London that we all love. That's right. I mean, I don't, I don't think we'll be seeing international tourists in, in any significant numbers until well into the autumn. And of course, then it's going into the quieter winter season anyway. But I, I think by the time you get around to some of the events of, of the winter, such as the, the lights, maybe, and the... Um, uh, Chinese New Year next uh, ne- next winter. I think you'll start to see more significant numbers of tourists coming back into the UK. But uh, you know, I think 2022 will be a, a sort of transition year. It'll probably be 2023 before it starts building up towards significant numbers of tourists coming in again. So we're going to be relying on the old British staycationers for quite a long time, I think. And Susanna, do you feel like London, maybe even the world? just feels a bit more exciting right now. 
So exciting. I mean, we were talking about the staycations and how um, international tourists won't be coming to London anytime soon. And the hotels in London, for example, are really making it appealing for local tourists to go. So, you know, there's um, I received an email earlier. There's a posh hotel with a sleep concierge. So if you're struggling to sleep, there's they're putting on all these special things. You'll get a pillow uh, menu and a special mindfulness meditation kit. You know, when you arrive, there's the Hoxton hotels, for example, are giving people camper vans so you can actually get on the road, go to the countryside and then spend a night back at the hotel. You know, they're, they're really doing exciting things. I think the Shangri-La at the top of the Shard, they kind of can transport you to other countries. They'll make somewhere look like Paris with an Eiffel Tower in your bedroom. You know, they're really being creative. And I think um, it's a really good chance to support our, our London hotels. There are so many. There are so many five star hotels. I think there will be discounts on them because, you know, they really want to get us in. So I think, and, you know, the, the positive side of not having the international tourists is London will be a bit less busy, you know, so a bit less hectic, a bit less stressful. You can get your ticket to that theatre show. You can get the, the great restaurant reservations. So, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun this year. So we're talking about our bars, our venues, our restaurants. They're all reopening. We're asking people to go out. Should they be going back to the office too? Well, I mean, officially the government advice looks like it's going to to remain as uh, work from home as you can until June 21st when the limits come off social distancing. However, there's no doubt that there's a drift back to the office that has begun and, and is, is starting to accelerate. And I think when it becomes easier to get a table uh, or drink in a pub, you'll be able to go indoors all that I, I think will start to attract far more people or, or make people at least ask the question of themselves, do I want to now go back to the office two, three days a week? And I think that will set off a really rapid virtuous circle where people are coming in more, they're, having, they're spending more. The whole central London will feel much livelier, more reanimated, and, and people will actually, after a while, think, do I want to be sitting at home looking at a screen um, most of my time when some of my colleagues are having fun back in town. No, I don't. And I, I, I think there will be quite a substantial flow back into town, uh, in, back into central London, starting from May the 17th, but, but accelerating again from June 21st. I, I've decided the first thing I'm going to go and see, Nancy, is the mousetrap. <laughs> because my whole life, I have never seen the mousetrap. I don't know who done it. And now I feel like I may have pushed my luck too far. I'm going to go and see. That's where I'm going. That's I'm heading straight there. I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, I've never seen the mousetrap. So maybe I should also, maybe I should also do that. And that's the leader. But check out standard.co.uk for more tips and advice on what to do in London. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Please hit follow to make sure you don't miss an episode. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.